Does the channel provide value? Focus on the foundation. I am a travel vlogger. It's always about communication. Build those partnerships. What are the problems that you solve for your clients? Just being ahead on the technological side of things. Leading an organization. You not only want to survive, but you want to thrive. thrive. They said it wouldn't last, and they said that you can't drive profitable and incremental revenue through the affiliate channel. But here we are, 20 years later, and the affiliate channel is alive and kicking and generating profitable revenue for thousands of retailers across the globe. Hi, I am Jamie Birch, your host of the Profitable Performance Marketing Podcast, where we talk to some of the industry's best and brightest about their careers, about leadership, and about how to drive profitable revenue through the affiliate channel. Hello, and welcome to the Profitable Performance Marketing Podcast. I'm Jamie Birch, your host, CEO and founder of JEB Commerce, the award-winning affiliate management agency. Today, we have Nick Baker, Senior Strategic Partnerships Manager at Sovereign Holdings, you may know Sovereign as Viglinks, but as you'll find out in the call today, that has definitely changed. But before we talk about the episode, let me just let you know, you're probably planning Q4. You may be even listening to this and planning out your 2023 strategy. If you need help, there is help available. You can email us at gethelp at jebcommerce.com, and we will answer any and all questions you have about your affiliate program strategy and so forth. But if you want to just chat over some of the the struggles, the things you're planning to do, or really trying to figure out even how to create a strategy, you can go to calendly.com slash Jamie Birch, and you can set up 15 minutes, 30 minutes, even an hour of my time. I've earmarked a certain time during the week to help any of our listeners out with their affiliate program. So get help at jebcommerce.com or calendly.com slash Jamie Birch. Now, Nick Baker is the Senior Strategic Partnership Manager at Sovereign Holdings. And today we do a deep dive into what it's like to work with Sovereign, Sovereign Commerce, and what kind of publishers they have access to and things like that. So if you are looking to ramp up and scale your affiliate program, this is a great conversation for you to listen to. So I'm just going to get out of the way so you guys can listen to my conversation with Nick Baker. All right, Nick Baker, welcome to the Profitable Performance Marketing Show. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Jamie. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have to thank you for the podcast recommendation. I think you're the one who introduced me to Smartless. Oh, you gave it a shot? I did give it a shot and I went right to the Eddie Vedder conversation, if that re- reveals my, my age. <laughs> but that, I saw that and I've been hooked ever since. It's a really awesome podcast. Age and taste. I was just on a flight down to Mexico and I had like all of these like, you know, albums lined up I was going to listen to. And then just like, again, went on a deep dive into Smartless. I think I listened to the Mike Myers one because I don't know if I've ever listened to that guy in like a free form, like long conversation. And yeah, man, it's a good one. So I'm happy you liked it. Yeah, yeah, very much. And I, like you, I listen to a ton of podcasts and it drives my kids nuts because every time I get them in the car and they're driving somewhere, there's some podcast that I'm listening to and they don't get to listen to whatever music they're listening to at the time. It's the age of the podcast, man. There's plenty to learn. There's plenty to listen to. And I'm the same way now. I don't know, like my Spotify recap is going to be like podcast heavy this year as opposed to music heavy for like the first time. But yeah, that's just how it goes. I'm excited about it. 
Yeah, great. So thanks for that recommendation. Love it. You know, in prep for this podcast, I was checking out your LinkedIn profile and I found something really interesting. You do some volunteering, but the way you talked about it was a little different than I've, I've heard from other people. So what you wrote was it's a fantastic way of gaining perspective on poverty and, you know, just kind of learning. Tell me a little bit, how'd you get involved? What do you do volunteering? Is that a big part of your life? And talk to me about that perspective shift. Absolutely. So I have my dad to thank for it at big part. So growing up, we did something called uh, Christmas in October, which was my dad was comes from like an engineering background. And so his organization would do Christmas in October, where effectively you would go to downtown Kansas City to a house that is just kind of a little bit in disrepair. And we're not contractors by any stretch, but we're just a team of people that are a little bit handy. I was, you know, in high school at the time, so I knew how to use a paintbrush. And we would just kind of like rejuvenate this house. And Growing up where I grew up in, in Johnson County specifically, it's like a bit of, you know, a bubble. You know, it's a great place to grow up. I love it. But there's a big world out there. And again, to my mom and my dad's credit, they like pushed me and my sister out into that world. So uh, the first time, albeit volunteering, was not voluntary. My dad was like, put on your boots. We're going to do this thing. But I immediately loved it. And it was a great way for me to step out of my world and into somebody else's, quite literally, into their home and help bring some, you know, whatever small service I could do into that. And I think the reason I still like to volunteer is because like, I just, it's like first impressions, right? The first time we did it, there was this woman, she was in the kitchen the whole time, just like making stuff for us, whether it was like, you know, lemonade, she made us cookies. It was just like, you could see how happy she was to like have this be happening. And kind of just like see your positive impact happen. And so, you know, being out in Colorado now, I think a lot of my focus has been more towards like outdoor type of volunteering. So whether that be like, you know, I'm a big fly fisherman, big hiker, you know, you see like litter in the stream or on the hiking trail, you get a little frustrated. So doing some like litter cleanups and things like that has been sort of the focus as of now. But yeah, as it relates to that poverty thing, it was just, it was stepping out of my world into somebody else's and doing that in high school, I think was really, really important for me because I had such a pretty surefire, like this is how the world works. And then through that experience and a handful like them, it totally shifted for me. Oh, that's great. And that makes me feel good. As a father, I got four kids. We did some service projects similar to what you're talking about. Again, you know, we're not contractors, but we tend to be pretty handy. We went and helped rebuild after the Moore tornado in, in Oklahoma. And we went one trip and then it opened our eyes to different people, their struggles, and really found it got us out of ours. You know, sometimes we can be so focused on our own garbage, our own crap, you know, and we turned right around and said, we need to take our kids. And so we did, I think, two, three, maybe four more trips and brought our kids on that so that they could experience it too. So that gives me hope for my kids to that was positive and great to see you, you continue that. So thanks for chatting with me about that. It's, I think travel and volunteering are two things like you gotta do because you get in, you called it a bubble, like you get in your own little bubble and you get very, I think, not self-centered, but you focus on that. And until you travel, until you volunteer, like you don't really see what other people's lives are like. Yeah, I think you are like what, you know, the world around you kind of like allows you to be. And so like by shaking that up a little bit, I think you're going to welcome in some new opportunities for you to grow, just kind of see like why people are the way they are in a lot of respects. And so, yeah, like you, you nailed it, travel and volunteering. And your kids, I think they're going to, you know, they're like, you know, from my experience, they'll look back on that and be like, man, this was a cool thing to do. I'm going to do this, you know, more often. 
Yeah, I hope so. We've done it a bunch and I always drag them with me. So we'll, we'll <laughs> see how awesome. they feel about it later. So cool. Talk to me. How'd you find the affiliate marketing channel? What's your origin story? What was that path like? Yeah. So in college, I was, I really fell into the outdoor pursuits, uh, primarily like camping and climbing. And if anybody has started to go in deep on those hobbies, they realize like how expensive it gets and how quickly it gets there. And so I was just watching like gear review after gear review on like tents, you know, what's the best sleeping pad, all of these things. And I kept hearing from these guys I was watching, you know, like if you click on the links below, like you'll help support the channel. And I was curious what they meant by that. And I just did a little Google and I was like, oh, affiliate links. That's a neat concept, you know, and I kind of left it there, but I was an advertising student all throughout college as well. And so I remember even asking my professors about it and they were like, yeah, I mean, it's part of like, you know, this sort of ad tech, you know, it's not really what we're talking about in class. It's not very, you know, it's not relevant right now. But I was like, ah, I mean, it seems, you know, like an interesting way to advertise and get in front of, you know, consumers. But, you know, we left it at that. After I graduated, I did a brief, you know, six, seven month stint in freelance media where I was, you know, I had two clients. One was actually a rather large national safe manufacturer that I was lucky to get in from my sister's boyfriend and, you know, was trying to act as if I knew what I was doing, right? I just graduated. So I'm just a sponge. I'm trying to learn as much as possible. And I remembered affiliate marketing. And even though it wasn't relevant to this particular campaign, I did more of a deep dive on it and was starting to get, you know, a bit more brought into that world. And as I moved away from freelance, I was ready for a move to Colorado. Like that's just, you know, where my hobbies, my heart, everything just pointed to go there. Growing up in Kansas, Colorado was like the neighbor with the cooler yard, you know, the mountains, the streams, everything. Because so, Kansas uh, is flat, right? Like just it is, dead flat. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, do you ski? Do you snowboard? I'm like, I've sled before, like on the hill behind Walmart. But I don't know if that makes me ready for a blue diamond. But at any rate, I was making my move out here. I was looking just for advertising jobs. You know, that was my background. I had a little stint in that with freelance. And I was very fortunate to find Sovereign. And specifically, three months after they had just made a major acquisition of a company then called Viglink. And they were looking for someone to manage, you know, an entry-level manager in the affiliate space. And so it kind of came full circle for me. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, right where I want to be. Boulder, Colorado looked like a great company to work for. And it brings back into that affiliate marketing space that I was, you know, interested at in college, but we never really did much with. Um, Three and a half, almost four years later, here we are. That's great. You know, you're the, I think the third or fourth guest that started their search with where they wanted to live. And it's one thing as a Gen Xer, I'm noticing with the generations coming up is that that never occurred to us. I don't think anyone I knew was like, hey, I want to live here. Let's go find how we can create a life in that area. So I'm finding that that's really becoming more of a thing for the next generations of I'm going to start here. Now, what's available around there? Oh, yeah. And then you bring in the hybrid work model and like it totally blows the lid off. You know, we have two of my teammates here, you know, both Colorado guys, but we have an office out of New York City and they didn't really have, you know, too much holding down here, you know, guys in their young 20s. And so they're like, let's do the summer in New York City. So they're there two out of three months into it. They love it. And I think, yeah, it's a great way to kind of build your career. Yeah. During the first year of the pandemic, we closed our office and my wife and my kids and I, you know, we're now, we don't have an office anymore. So we were thinking, why are we spending the dreary parts of the year in Idaho? Why are we still here? And so we spent a month on the road with our horses working and homeschooling. And then we would go explore Mount Shasta, California, and all the Oregon coast with our horses. And that was fantastic. And I really wanted to show the team that like, hey, 
you got to get your job done, but there's no reason why you have to sit where you're sitting today. You can go and move around. Absolutely, man. No, that's the way to do it. That's great. So talk to me about, so why advertising? You're in college. Why was advertising speaking to you? Yeah, well, I was a big fan of Mad Men. You know, thought that was a great show. <laughs> more, more importantly, growing up, I was always like, I just chatted with people. You know, I was drawn to people. I really just like, you know, I wasn't particularly athletic growing up, but like one of the strengths I found through, through everything was like, you're just good with people. And my mom was always like, you know, you can do something like that with your career. You know, they need people that want to talk to people. And I found as I was looking through career paths, I was like, I don't know if that's any more true than like in like the advertising business, specifically on that client management side. So much of the business, I think, as you well know, is building relationships with your partners. And so, you know, I was like, well, you know, that sounds like something, you know, I have maybe a natural strength towards and I can, I can refine it. I can become more technical with it, but it felt like I was starting off on the right foot by pursuing that strength and advertising. It just had that at its core. And after I got into the business, I learned how quickly that was true. Like my entire job was just like high volume portfolio, just tons and tons and tons of clients. But that just meant having tons and tons of calls, really starting to learn, you know, what were they trying to accomplish by partnering with us? And, you know, what were their pain points through whether it be through us or other partners that we could maybe help alleviate? And so, yeah, so much of it was relationship and problem solving. And I just wanted to start off in something I felt confident in. And with that, you know, I think I really found a place for myself in something like the affiliate community, which, you know, it's relative to other industries. I feel pretty you know, intimate in the sense that like every time I go to a conference or I'm part of some communal Slack channel, I see names and I see faces that I recognize and have, you know, talked with, even if we don't do business together, like we have met and chatted because it's, you know, such an intimate pool. So I think relationships are even more important here in something like the affiliate space. So really happy that it paid off and I put my money where my mouth was like literally by staking my career on it. But yeah, I think that's really what drew me to it. That's awesome. You know, very similar with me as well. The relationship building and the strategy is important. You talked about client management. You know, you have a large portfolio. Before we dive into, you know, who Sovereign is and Big Links and, and all of the specificity around that, what have you found to be like key elements of good client management? It's a great question. And I think key one, I think, at least for me, has always been just like regularly checking in. I think especially in a high volume portfolio, it's easy to just like kind of check off a box and move on to the next thing. But if you're optimizing, if you're trying to make something happen with that particular client, you kind of have to come back, you know, and to that evaluation phase and see how things are going. So yes, the relationship is important, but I think that's where it evolves to more of the technical side of things. And you're coming back and you're talking like, did this work? pulling out, you know, where things maybe succeeded, where things could look for improvement and really driving that forward for the next time you guys sit down together. So I think that's a really big part is the, you know, don't just set something and forget it, you know, frequently checking in, coming back. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, you're not really just doing something as a one-off. I think we're really trying to build something as we move forward and as we bring on new publishers into your campaign. So whether that's even, you know, a quarterly call, right? Like just like, hey, how are things looking? You know, this is what I've noticed. Like, is this in line with what you're thinking? You know, I think really what people want from a client management experience is feeling as if, you know, they're not in it alone, but you're working at this from both ends, right? Like you're bringing your expertise as the sort of runner of the business. And I'm bringing my expertise as somebody who knows, you know, the sovereign network and where I think you can succeed here. 
So that's, that's at least how I see it. It's evolved as I've moved away from more of a high volume portfolio. When I was a merchant success manager just starting out, it really was just like I thought success meant response time, right? And getting that at or under 24 hours. Now I think it's coming to them with, you know, not a one size fits all, which I think anyone in affiliate knows. You just can't have that solution. You have, you have to, there might be themes and success cases from similar optimizations, but you really have to kind of come at it as a case by case and help build that strategy around whatever KPI you might have, whether that be like we want editorial for discovery or we want to push these promos for, you know, increasing our conversion rate. And if we can be proactive in that, if we can, come to you before you come to us with that, I think, you know, it elevates the, you know, entire relationship, the experience, and it just gets things moving. So that's at least my two cents on it. Yeah, no, great things there, definitely. Have you noticed any change in what brands need or require or are looking for throughout the pandemic? Now, I know when you say throughout the pandemic, there are a lot of different, like, sections of what that looks like and kind of what we're in now. But have you noticed any changes in demands, expectations, needs? I don't know if I've seen a shift in needs. I think I've seen overall just an elevation in terms of strategy. I think a lot of the time, at least in some of my previous roles here, when I talked with clients, it was you know sort of a content-only approach. And I think the value behind content is phenomenal and you know speaks for itself. But I think now we talk beyond just publisher type, like whether you be a coupon site or a content site. And throughout the pandemic, as you know, we were facing headwinds and, and uncertainty, we were talking really to those key KPIs and how we can help you know, address those through various different types of publishers. So I think I saw just at a high level, just we were talking about things at a deeper level. And I think we saw, you know, advertisers open up to testing things that maybe, you know, they wouldn't have done in a pre-pandemic era, just because, you know, when you have a wrench the size of COVID-19 thrown into the wash, you know, it's going to shake some things up and you're going to want to maybe try some new things to help keep your business afloat and obviously growing, right? And I think, being an affiliate, being an e-commerce in general, there was, I think, a lot of concern for like what's going to happen. And we saw, you know, a lot of buoyancy and we saw a lot of growth because, you know, people are now, you know, for better or worse, they were doing a lot more of their shopping online and they wanted to be informed of how they were doing that. And so, you know, we kept real busy, as I'm sure you guys did through that time. And I think it's left us a lot more strategic. It's left us open to, you know, testing things and kind of trying things out just to see how we can, you know, perform in some uncertain times. Great. So why don't you give us and our listeners, you know, the lowdown on what is Sovereign? And I think congratulations are in order. I think you just got a promotion recently. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. Right. Senior Strategic Partnerships Manager. Well done. And thank I'm you sure very much. Well deserved. But so tell us what is Sovereign if a listener has never heard of this organization? Yeah, no, great question. So Sovereign, we talk about ourselves a lot as Sovereign Commerce. Specifically, what that means is Sovereign Commerce is a sub-affiliate, right? And my elevator pitch there is we're one publisher, which gives you access to our network of our thousands of publishers. Vice versa, if you're a publisher, you're getting access to our thousands of advertisers, right? We partner at scale across every potential vertical, you know, publishers in all sorts of different niches, consumer electronics, fashion, you know, breaking into a fintech space a little bit, you name it. And with that, you know, we can help you scale, but we also want to bring that strategy component 
I think one thing people don't necessarily know about Sovereign is it's not just the affiliate business, however. It's an entire organization that's been around since the early 2010s. That includes an advertising business through like your traditional banner and display advertising. We have a data business. We have a managed services business. So if you're busy and you got a million plates to spin and you need somebody to run this for you, we've got teammates to help you do that and a whole business line dedicated to it. And of course, a whole suite of publisher tools to help you kind of understand what, how your audience is engaging with your site and getting further insights from that. So Sovereign has been in the ad tech space for a number of years. And when they moved into the affiliate space, it was through an acquisition of a Viglink, which I think a lot of people might be a bit more familiar with just because Viglink had been in the space for a number of years as well. And so when we hear Sovereign, it's not just a rebrand, right? From Viglink to Sovereign Commerce. It's bringing that whole, you know, 10 plus years of experience in the ad tech space to Viglink and becoming Sovereign Commerce under that Sovereign ethos. And so it's been, I've had the unique opportunity of being here, you know, post three months of that acquisition and seeing Viglink really and truly evolve and sort of phase out the Viglink side and adopt that Sovereign Commerce ethos and really bring, you know, more people to it, you know, very, very skilled people, smart folks, and plenty more resources than we had when we were uh, the still small but mighty Viglink team. So that's it in a nutshell. We help you monetize that content at scale and connect you with publishers that maybe you wouldn't be able to partner with on a direct basis or manage all of those direct relationships on your own. Gotcha. And that's what I wanted to ask. So I'd like to ask from a brand and a publisher perspective, you know, why it's a good thing to work through you guys. So from a brand perspective, tell me a little bit more about what's the unique value proposition to working with Sovereign Commerce. Do you guys hired Viglinks, that name completely? Are you enjoying the show this far? We cover so many different strategies and stories on the podcast. Sometimes it can be difficult to keep up. We get it. It's why my team and I compiled the very best strategies, and we counted 20 of them, in affiliate marketing programs and put them together for you so you can assess the health of your affiliate program and be able to optimize it for the best possible results. You can get that guide at jbcommerce.com strategies. In the guide, we go over how to address your commission structure, your coupon strategies, 10 questions you need to ask to identify strategic opportunities, the many ways you can utilize your affiliate partners to react and pivot rapidly to our ever-changing ecosystem and so much more. Now, I want you to be able to access these strategies 100% for free simply for being a listener of the show. Get access to them today at jebcommerce.com strategies. Now, back to our show. Yeah, so Figlink's on the outs. Uh, it's been Sovereign Commerce, yeah, for a while. And I think we've taken some steps to make sure that like, all of the you know, copy and all of that is updated. But oh yeah, we're on the Sovereign Commerce train for sure. So talk to me from a brand perspective. Yeah. So if you're a brand and you're looking to you know, grow your presence in the affiliate space, it can be a lot of heavy lifting to go and start conversations with publisher A, B, C, and D, and then you know, get them to use your link and get that all taken off the ground. I imagine weeks, if not months, to really optimize at scale beyond just a handful of publishers. By partnering with us, like I said, we look like any other publisher in your uh, chosen affiliate network. We might apply, you might apply to us once we're approved. That whole suite of publishers that we work with are now effectively your publishers, your opportunities. The other thing that I think we bring to that is it's a totally transparent marketplace, right? Like we're not just going to be sending you, you know, ID 1234 resulted in 100 clicks last month. 
I think the strategy component comes from that transparency and you knowing who those publishers are. At the end of the day, you're going to probably know your business a whole lot better than I'm going to by just having a quick chat with you. So if you can see the publishers that are promoting you through our network, you might be like, hey, there's a real opportunity with this audience that I maybe have overlooked, right? Or just I just wasn't savvy to having that have a high level on your business from our first call. So that transparency goes very deep in both making sure you're working with the kinds of publishers you want to work with, but also making sure that we can build strategy proactively. And beyond that, we also want to make sure you have every control that if you were going to run this like you would run your direct affiliates, we have those controls in place, right? Like if you want to commission publisher A at this rate and then publisher B at this rate, we can do that. We can do entire publisher types at this rate. If you want to pre-approve your publishers, we can do that. We give you effectively the controls to run this as you would run your direct relationships. We're just bringing far more opportunity to you and quicker so that you can get that off the ground, you know, with ease. So I think that's really at the end of the day, what if I was a brand, you know, I would look at working with Sovereign for it's going to be quick opportunity, but with control, right? And with scalability. And you're not going to be doing it alone. I think another thing that kind of sets us apart in this space is we have, you know, and this is one of the great things that's come post-acquisition, a super robust team. You know, in my first couple of months here, we had two people. Now we have five direct account managers or directors who are going to be talking with you about any question you might have, including our super robust support team, which wasn't here when I was initially signed up to work and manage our advertisers. Not to mention our network quality team, which has expanded quite a bit to make sure that our publishers are being vetted as they sign up proactively and reactively to make sure that you can feel confident when you sign up with us that you're getting you know, the publishers you would seek out on your own accord, right? So that is not exactly an elevator pitch on the value proposition, but I think it's important to kind of cover you know, really what you get when you partner with Sovereign Commerce. It's just a longer elevator ride, just slightly longer. That's right. Yeah, we're going, we're going pretty high. This is, 30, yeah, this is executive suite over here. Yeah, yeah. Penthouse. So one thing you mentioned was transparency. I didn't have it on my list of questions, but I'm really glad you brought that up. With similar organizations a brand can work with, that's been sometimes a problem for brands to kind of get around is, is you know, whether there's, you know, there's always one of the great things about affiliate marketing is scale and speed. And sometimes you also get scale and speed of things that you don't really want to approve. You don't want to be happening. So offers getting released or, you know, anything like that. And so we've noticed as working with some of your competitors, that transparency has been a big problem of knowing, okay, who is this? affiliate and I'd like to talk to them. They're doing well. You know, I love the scale, but I'd like to actually talk to those two because I think they can do more and I have some ideas. So in other models, there's been very much a veil between who the publisher is and the brand. What you're saying is that's quite a bit different with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. We think that the transparency piece is, A, we know it's important, right? If I was a brand, I would want to know, you know, where are these clicks coming from? So that's, you know, that's item A, right? But so too, does it also speak to like the strategy, just like you said, like, I want to talk with those guys. You know, I've been on so many calls where we just bring publisher and advertiser on the call because again, that advertiser knows their business. That publisher knows their business. We want to create efficiencies for both of those customer types, not create, like you said, a veil and make things murky and hard. The entire point here is to scale your business and find new opportunities. If we can do that, like we've done our job, I'm very happy to you know, have those opportunities done. And I think that's what speaks to optimizations and, and getting things to a place away from like a one size fits all and to a strategic place. 
So yeah, I think transparency has been super important for us and we haven't always made it easy. That's for sure. I think when you partner with every, you know, a major affiliate network, you're dealing with a lot of different like architectures in terms of how those networks, you know, how do they see transparency? How do they deliver transparency? You know, so it's a bit of a technical lift, but it's one, you know, we're fine making that investment in. And we've done it across the board with some of our major networks where we're finalizing the last two right now. And so we haven't always made it easy. We totally recognize that part, but where it's something we've been investing in. We have our own merchant dashboard even, which provides just plain old domain level transparency reporting. So right off the bat, even if it's one publisher sending you clicks, you're going to have a sense for who that is. And if even at that point, if there's still questions of like who you're working with, that's where our support team comes into play. That's where I come into play and we get those questions answered for you. Awesome. So talk to me from the publisher side. If we have publishers listening, what's the benefit to working through you guys instead of directly? And, you know, kind of what do you offer them? Yeah, absolutely. So without rehashing the scalability, right? There's going to be a ton of advertisers you have the chance to work with. We also have super unique products you can use. Viglink, what they did was, you know, they really envisioned what products are going to be helpful for publishers. Because at the end of the day, those are the products that are also going to drive value for the advertiser, right? But it also, it always starts with that publisher. And so what Sovereign, you know, again, talking about that Sovereign ethos, They've always considered themselves sort of a product-led company, meaning like we have to have the right products for our customers to be successful. And so I think the largest value to a publisher signing up with us is you're going to have, you know, at your disposal, our convert tool, which is going to turn any, you know, advertiser that we have a relationship with right then and there into an affiliate link. You don't have to go and build that link yourself, right? Which can be a little bit laborious. Beyond that, we also have our, you know, we just recently acquired Monetizer 101, which is a price comparisons widget. So if you are in this sort of publisher model where you want to create, you know, really easy listicles, if you want to give your users choice on where they buy something, you can use our comparisons widget to basically help your users have a little bit of choice. It's going to also take into consideration like, you know, what's the best price for that particular user? Is it in stock? Because there's nothing worse than clicking on something you want and then seeing like, I can't get it right now. It's going to take all of that into consideration, which is also going to create, you know, some incremental opportunities for those advertisers, right? Maybe rubbing shoulders with some competitors and optimizing around that. And so we have these products available and something we're super excited about that we just got out the beta this week is we now have real-time reporting for those publishers. So they can be very strategic in how they are creating content, right? And I'm talking real-time and like if I were to click on this right now and then you did a refresh, you would see that click. So as we go into Q4, that's going to be huge for how you're creating content. Like, is this piece working right now? Are you expecting more volume from this placement? You can see that and be very, very strategic. And that's really what we want to do for those publishers. We're here to provide tools for you so that you can, you know, be and maintain an independent publisher, do your thing, just do it well with our products and stay informed. And uh, I think our products help them do that. Awesome. Great, great information. Great answer. So talk to me, what's an ideal advertiser for you guys? Do you have specific, you talked a little bit about verticals. Is it vertical specific? But if I'm a brand, what do I have to fit in to really be a superstar in your, do you call it a network? How do you refer to Sovereign Commerce? Yeah, I think network makes sense. You know, we kind of just look at ourselves as like we're, you know, as a sub affiliate, you know, we're just going to have those publishers for you. But yeah, network's totally fair. But with that, I think, you know, 
we're pretty agnostic to the brands we work with in the sense that we think we can find opportunity for you. And if we can't, I want that feedback, right? Like I want to be like, is there supply that you want that we don't necessarily have at this moment? Because that's super valuable for like our publisher growth team that can then go out and market and start having those conversations and bringing on publishers that are going to be more relevant to certain models. I think right now where we see a lot of success as affiliate probably does in general is like in your apparel, your consumer electronics, you know, we're growing in automotive. You know, we work across virtually every major vertical, but of course, I think we definitely do, you know, better in some verticals like, you know, your more traditional verticals like that. But even if, you know, we don't, you know, if you're in a sort of niche area, again, I want that feedback. I want to talk with an advertiser like that and see, you know, what's a successful campaign look like for you so we can kind of try and bring some opportunity that way. I think holistically, what's going to make an ideal advertiser is an advertiser, you know, they're open to testing things. You know, we can try things out. We can look at bringing on publishers, publish or advertisers that are willing to have conversations with pubs about optimizing and maybe setting a you know, specific rate, trying a hybrid model out. If we can test things out, we can really start to answer the questions of what's going to work here. And if we can do that, then I think we're building and we're creating strategy together. And that's really what I get excited about, especially in this, uh, you know, strategic new role. So yeah, that's the bread and butter. Great. And so how does the relationship work? For our listeners who may not know, Sovereign Commerce joins the brand affiliate program that gets access to this network of publishers. Payment goes through the network that the brand is on. And I assume you guys get a percentage of, you know, if, if the commission structure is 20%, you guys take some and, and give the rest to the affiliate. And you take care of the billing of all the sub-affiliates. Yeah, no, you, you nailed it. So yeah, we operate, again, just like any other publisher you'd see in your network. You know, we're Sovereign Commerce. We'll join up with you. You might apply to us, we might apply to you. And then, yeah, that billing is absolutely right. There's no like flat fee or sign-up costs associated. There's a small rev share that actually we negotiate individually with each publisher. And so it's just whatever rate you set in that network, that's just what the publisher is going to see. And then they have those terms set with themselves. So yeah, it's a super low lift, which is another thing I think it makes, you know, partnership with us, you know, attractive is that, you know, we can just partner, we can try things out. You're going to have all of those transparencies and controls available. And, you know, in a week's time, you know, you can talk with me, you know, Eric Scudder, who runs a couple other of our big networks, as well as our sponsored content business, Kareem Tayara, who is our latest hire out of the UK, helping us grow in the UK market, bringing some of that knowledge and insights. So that's what we're here for. And we, like I said, this team has expanded so much since when I first started here that it's actually, it's great to see. I get so stoked having like a full fledged team now. So that's what we're here for. We want to answer those questions. Awesome. So what's onboarding look like for a new advertiser? Is it as simple as approving your application and then? Yeah. So I think by and large, yeah, you we get accepted or, you know, we get the program started in network. From there, we have to make an internal record. This is where I like to have conversations with brands and make sure we're, you know, we have all those geos set correctly. You know, where do you guys want to strategize? Do you want to, you know, work with certain publishers or others? But the onboarding takes, you know, if we want to, it can take anywhere under 10 minutes if we're talking about it in real time. If we're doing it organically, you know, within 24 hours, we'll have an internal record set up with all of the TNCs that you have set in that network. So our publishers will see that. And then, yeah, those publishers are free to start promoting you at that, at that time. Of course, we have different optimization options. If you like want to join and come on, you know, swinging hard all, right out of the gates, we can get you in front of our network through a couple of different optimization options. 
And you can always try out and see like, how do we perform organically with the sovereign network and, you know, come back to me in a week or so and see if we want to, you know, scale in the network and get in front of some of those publishers. At the end of the day, we want to leave those decisions to the brand to make for themselves. But we're here, of course, to help steer those conversations and bring our own sort of knowledge on how the sovereign network works and help you be uh, as successful in it as you, as you possibly can. So you mentioned there's some optimization aspects or things available, you know, to get in front of the right publishers. What's a fully optimized campaign look like so the brand can get their heads around that? Absolutely. That's a great question. So again, I'm a vast believer that there isn't necessarily a one-size-fits-all solution, but I do think that there are a few tried-and-true tactics to kick things off right. First and foremost, I think you got to let the network know you're a part of the sovereign advertising base now, right? So we have a few methods to do that. We also work with our publisher team very closely, right? Like I see us as two sides of one coin. So if you sign up with us, we've had a conversation, that's going to be a part of my weekly sync with the publisher team because we want to make sure that we're being proactive from our side as well. But if you want to get out in front of that whole network, we can do that, right? So we can, let's just say we get you in a newsletter, Blast that out to our network. You know, you have joined the Sovereign Network. Here's your commission rate. Heck, here's even a really enticing offer that we're running right now if you want publishers to just put that up on page and get some traction moving early. From that point on, I think we give it a little time, right, to see like organically from just from that newsletter alone or what have you, our, our network blast. And how do we see you picked up in that first week or two weeks, right? That's what our team's here for, right? We want to have those conversations and be like, well, here's where you're at right now. We could even do some competitive analysis, but here's where some of your competitors are right now. Here are those opportunities. This is where the strategy, I think, kind of comes into it. And we start to pull out publishers that we see working with you. And we start some conversations with those publishers, right? Or we see, it's interesting, we see in your competitive set, publishers A, B, and C do quite well. You know, we should be starting some conversations over there and see maybe why they aren't promoting you, right? So that's where those conversations start to come into fold. If it comes to, do we want to create a specific hybrid deal with that publisher, whether that be through, you know, a slightly elevated CPA just to that particular publisher or, you know, some flat fee associated with it, if they have particular optimization that they're running that month. So we, we can, we'll negotiate out those details and we start to have these individual campaigns running with these publishers in the network. And then we come back and like I said, at the top of the call, we come back to it, right? We do that evaluation period, which I think is so crucial and often can be the thing that's easy to forget when you're optimizing is come back and see how it worked. And if we see that publisher A and B did awesome, C kind of maintain, we'll, we'll know to put some efforts into A and B and start talking forward about like, you know, this is what I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast right now is doing is Q4 prep. I've done so much testing in Q3 to see like who's working well, what are they receptive to, uh, you know, what can we do around, you know, X percent CPA rate. So in Q4, we have all of these dialed in and ready to go. And so that's why I think that evaluation piece is so important is we can come back, see what's worked. Now we're fully optimized, right? Now we can look forward. We can rinse and repeat this as we bring on new publishers, which we do every day. Our publisher growth team is out in market bringing on, you know, super high caliber new publishers that you can look to optimize there. So we'll continue to bring those opportunities to you as we move forward. So that's why I say it's never, you know, just going to be a one size fits all. We got to see what publisher is going to work for you. What do they have available? And then what publishers are we bringing in that are going to be relevant to your brand that we can do this again at like next Q3 with, you know, publishers. D, E, and F. So I think that's sort of how we see it. That's certainly how I do it, certainly in this new role and just bringing that, that strategy to it. So again, not the elevator pitch, but 
Yeah, that's okay. We're at minute 40, so we're beyond the <laughs> elevator pitch. Does that sort of optimization happen organically? Like if we extend an offer to Sovereign and you guys accept, does that stuff happen organically or will the brand need to reach out and say, hey, we'd like to build a stronger relationship with you guys. We'd like to really scale and get some speed here. How's that kind of work out? Yeah, I would say always reach out to us. So our dashboard is going to automate quite a bit for our publishers. If you kick us a CPA, we ingest those directly from the network. This is a brand new UI. So this is a V1, but we're working on showing you know commission rate trends. So if you're a publisher, you can see, okay, so it's the last time they've updated that contract. You know, We've seen X percent increase or decrease or what have you. So it won't always have to be necessarily a conversation. We'll just kind of let that data speak for itself. But if you're trying to build, you know, a campaign, if you're trying to strategize, that's really where we kind of come into the fold, me and my team. So yeah, please reach out. We want to talk with you guys about, you know, what do you have coming up? You know, we know our network very well. We can help you guys basically just take what's the focus right now and pair that with what we know is going to be working and do, like I said, we can do competitive analysis. We can look at, you know, what's been trending in our network as far as success rates. You know, that's our job. So reach out to us anytime with those questions. We can help get something off the ground. Great. Well, I got one more question for you. Are there any misconceptions about sovereign, sovereign commerce that you want to talk about today that brands may have that just, you know, they're just misconceptions? Yeah, no, I think the biggest one is that we're still VigLink. And look, I came from that VigLink side. You know, I, I was when I applied, I applied to Sovereign, but I was getting like email addresses from people at VigLink. It was very confusing. But yeah, it's beyond just that rebrand, right? Like it's a full adaptation of the sovereign ethos and coming into a business that has been around since the early 2010s and brings you know so much to what the commerce business has become. So I think that's primary one. And the other one was, again, we wanted our advertisers to know that like if you partner with us, it's not a black box, right? You're going to have those transparencies. You're going to have those controls available to you. And you're going to have someone to chat with, whether that be myself, our support team, you know, our network quality team, our, you know, if you're a publisher and you want to get started with us, we have our publisher accounts team to help you get started to answer any question, whether it be from implementing the JavaScript all the way to be like, hey, man, like how do I get a higher rate from this advertiser? So that's what we want to do for you. So yeah, transparency is key. And at VigLink, it's a bit more of the past. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and like you said earlier, we are transitioning that out. So Nick, if a publisher or a brand is listening to this, they want to get in touch, they want to form a relationship and move forward. What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, you can start with me. It's just in Baker at sovereign.com, very creative, or our uh, commerce support team, which is just going to be commerce support at sovereign.com. And it's just going to help get the conversation started. Like I said, we got a ton of smart people here to help you get onboarded. And I think we try to let our UI do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. So even if you just wanted to visit our website, we make it very easy to, uh, to get started and answer any questions. So but yeah, me personally, like I said, I'm a talker, so happy to talk with anybody anytime. Great, great. So we'll include the email and I'll include a link to your LinkedIn if that's okay. They can yeah, follow awesome. you there as well. But Nick, thank you. This was a great conversation. Really enjoyed getting to know you and Sovereign and shedding a little more light on you guys for uh, brands and, and publishers alike. But yeah, thank you for joining us. We will have, you know, for our listeners, all of this will be in the show notes as well. And like Nick said, if you want to get in touch with him and Baker at Sovereign.com or commerce support at Sovereign.com. Uh, Nick, thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Jamie. This was a blast. I had a great time. Thank you. Well, first, Nick, thank you so much 
for joining me today. Really appreciate you taking the time. I thought it was a great conversation. You know, we talked, one, I really appreciate your heart for serving and helping others. Something that, you know, we definitely try to instill in my family. We even have what we call the JEB service swarm where once or twice a year we go out and help someone in our local community. It's gotten a little more tougher as we got more remote since the pandemic, but we still try to go out and help others. And I think you're exactly right. It definitely changes your perspective. If you bring away one thing from this podcast outside of affiliate marketing, it's get out there, volunteer, serve other people. It really will change your life, change your perspective. So Talked about a lot of other things. One of the things I really appreciated most about Sovereign is the transparency. A lot of times with sub-affiliate networks, you really don't get that level of detail of what partners actually, you know, who are they? What are they doing to promote your brand? And so for a lot of brand conscious advertisers who are apprehensive about just letting their offers and their links go out into the wild, sub-affiliate networks can be a little scary. The transparency that they provide is definitely appreciated. And it seems like a very easy way to get integrated. We work with them in many of our programs and can attest to that. For publishers, they have some pretty cool tools that they provide. And so, yeah, this definitely, if you're thinking about scaling and growing in Q4, is definitely something you want to look at. If you don't know if that's the right strategy for you or not, then please let us know. You can get a hold of us and we can have a conversation about this at gethelp at jebcommerce.com or you can go and just put time on our calendar, calendly.com slash Jamie Birch. And if you want to work with Sovereign and you want to find out more directly from them, Nick gave us two email addresses. You can go to nbaker at sovereign.com and Sovereign is S-O-V-R-E. N, that's S-O-V-R-N, or commerce support at sovereign.com. And you can also search for Nick Baker, N-I-C-K-B-A-K-E-R, on LinkedIn and follow Nick and talk to him there. So we work with Nick and Sovereign on many of our affiliate programs and can attest to a great relationship with them. So thank you for listening to this podcast. Now, if you found this helpful and useful, definitely share it on your socials. If you know someone in your network that really would benefit from learning more about this type of affiliate and Sovereign specifically, then definitely send this episode directly to them. And it would go a long way to get the word out about this podcast if you left us a five-star review, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or the podcast player of your choice. Now, we are prepping season three, wrapping up season two, but season three is coming out in January and we are looking for exciting new guests. So if you know of anyone that you think we should be interviewing, please email us at gethelp at jebcommerce.com and just put guest idea in the subject line. We will definitely get out there. Now, we have made a commitment to have 50% of our guests from marginalized classes. And so if you know anyone in those groups that should be on the podcast, definitely let us know. We will make sure they go to the top of the list. Anyway, thank you for making it this far in the Profitable Performance Marketing Podcast episode today. We appreciate you guys listening. Have a wonderful day. 